0: what I understood was that I heard many stories where people build businesses they hated and they kind of build their own prison you know go from let's say 9 to 5 prison to like self-employed prison and that's something I really wanted to avoid because I, I had like good 9 to 5 like no complaints it, it was just like an awesome vehicle to slowly on the side build my own thing but I committed really to build something I will enjoy I don't want to build just another prison for myself and go from one to another so reflecting back a good thing that I did I had this North Star which was like hey I want this laptop lifestyle I mm-hmm. want to be my own boss, you know. So the path there could be like millions of different yeah. paths. Paths I could I could take there instead of saying to myself, "Hey, I want to build this particular specific business to solve this particular problem," which can then fail, and they are like, uh, my dream failed," you know. Okay. And then you're kind kind of stuck. But but by having this flexibility of different paths that take me there was, I think, very kind of. I, I guess it, I guess it was <laughs> smart in a sense. So yeah, okay, I'll 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 stop there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: That is great because you just described, you know, what what is called the manifesting process. You have this visual, you have this vision for the life that you want to live, but you're not strict on how you want to get there. You're allowing the steps to be revealed to you because there might be a way that's more fun, that's easier than what you picture that, you know, there might be just this partnership that happens out of thin air and it allows you to have that lifestyle but you cannot predict that because you're not meant to know everything you're meant to experience it as it comes but knowing what you want also allows you to say no to the things that you don't want what's your sole purpose it's what you came here to accomplish it's also who you're meant to become so that you can make an impact by being yourself we're all here to unlock our potential and create positive change in the world everything starts with you one is not born into their purpose, one steps into their purpose. Were you born to do it? Let's find out together. Welcome to Born to Do It, where we discuss people's life path and how they align with their sole purpose. We're going to be doing things differently with this episode, but we're still going to be very much on brand talking about creativity, authenticity, and being on the path of fulfilling. what We came here to do by following your passion. So, I'm excited to welcome to you content creator and visual storyteller, Yanis Ozolins. Did I get that right?
0: You got it. Perfect. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Awesome. So, before we dive into the conversation, I just want to say thank you for sharing your creativity with the world because I know that you've impacted me by just sending that visual reminder every single day. When I open social media and I see your posts, I know, yes, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to follow my pursuit. What's your intention when you create those posts?
0: thank you for that it's it's always very nice to hear that people appreciate them because sometimes you know you're just <laughs> in in your cave creating them and and it's also it's always nice to hear the outside feedback it's mostly i'm just exploring my curiosity you know in general my philosophy when it comes to content creation and like art you know call it whatever you want i like to create stuff i like to see you know i know it's a bit mushy-meshy term you can be like how can you really know what you like <laughs> what, you, what you like to see but usually it is like that i just observe what i what i like to see and i have my values when it comes to like content creation you know i like the simple stuff i want to be clear i like self-help personal development type of stuff i'm really into like creative economy and then trying to help bring more people into this world and that's usually just the messages i try to put out in my interesting way of these simple simple snappy snappy visuals which uh, some people do appreciate which is wonderful
1: yeah they're amazing honestly you're just changing the tone of social media as well because we're so used to seeing people just talk about their personal life or you know all the selfies it's refreshing to see people's inner world come to life with these images because they're more than just you know just doodles. they're telling a story of self-empowerment and it's simultaneously speaking you know you on your journey of self-empowerment empowering others through your art I think it's changing the way we talk about art as well, so I think this is a great way to start the conversation and kind of dive into your path of being a a visual storyteller. What is creativity to you and how has it changed over the years? When you were a child, when you were a teenager, at the beginning of your career, 2020 is highlighted here because the big pandemic did reset a lot of our values
0: yeah it's a good question. and i th- when I, when I think about how creativity have changed for me when I was a kid versus now uh, as an adult, I, I think it's it feels like it's now a lot more conscious and forced and intentional. You know, oh, I should be creative so I need to do these things while when you are young and I'm now like witnessing my three year old and six year old doing things it's just absolutely effortless there is no thought into it it it, it was just the other day I I randomly we had some thought we were like all family together and I was like uh, showing my kids this small YouTube clip of there is this street drummer called Dario Rossi or whatever I just find it like it's super fascinating that he has his like pots and everything and he's creating the sounds on the street and I was just like show showing it to my kids and like three minutes later they are in their rooms like throwing boxes on the ground grabbing markers and starting to make noise Noises, which was just like a nice reminder of, of that childlike creativity. It's, it's amazing. It's awesome. And, and I guess, I don't know, somewhere along the lines of, you know, school, university, jobs, some social pressures and stuff, we kind of tend to lose that a bit. So as an adult, it's more conscious effort to go back into it. But when you get back into it, it's extremely rewarding and fulfilling. And I, I wish more people would try to connect with that childlike creativity. And I'm sure everybody has something to give or create. It's fun, you know, <laughs> it's, really? it's just fun. Yeah. It, it, sh- it shouldn't necessarily be like uh, try to create a change and then try to, you know, grow social media or whatever. It's just fun and pretty fulfilling. I, I think most people who practice something like that can definitely agree to this. Always somewhere in the back of my mind, I have had this itch for like an unconventional path I don't really want to do nine to five, but I don't know. I, I consider myself, you know, quite lazy and like, ah, you know, whatever. <laughs> just it would be nice. But for some reason, I just didn't do it. But on 2007, there was just a couple of triggers that kind of pushed me to explore again what type of businesses I could create. And I came up with, I, I started to research like online business and that was super compelling. You know, Tim Ferriss has, has came out with his like four hour work week and then, then like all the internet boom was kind of taking off. And there was a lot of bloggers and stuff. And that was extremely compelling lifestyle call you know i didn't care what i will do but what i wanted back in 2007 it was like hey i want this laptop lifestyle i want to be my own boss i want to do things my own weird way i have absolutely no idea what i will do but that's kind of the direction where i want to head and then from like 2007 until 2020 i tried a bunch of different things like youtube blogs podcasts even tried to partner with a developer building a SaaS product so i tried many different things quitted a lot of things and and yeah over the over the years i just you know picked some cues here and there started to better understand like my values my strengths my weaknesses just by by learning and observing others you start to understand what works what dumb stuff you have done you know and then why have you not succeeded during those years just there was a lot of lessons and when i came closer to that 2020 i discovered there was a couple of cues which put me on this visual path and that i found extremely compelling and interesting so basically at the end of 2020 i started to post consistently on back then twitter i just kept pushing out stuff daily you know it was the first time i started to gain some sort of engagement in terms of like online audience and yeah kind of the rest is the rest is history we can we can talk about it but that's briefly the path that led me to the visuals and yeah from 2020 to now it's just been you know creating visuals and doing some other things and teaching others and uh, doing a bit of freelance here and there so yeah
1: Follow it. You, I think you've dropped two keywords here. The first one was curiosity. Follow that, which you know is exciting and curious. And follow that, which actually allows you to be into that childlike wonder, the fun. We tend to forget how to have fun as adults because we think responsibility isn't chores, but creativity brings us back that room of let me enjoy this. Even if it's a workout that pushes you, you know, your muscles to the point of exhaustion, you can still enjoy it because you know that you're investing in yourself. And I think that's a mindset shift that we're learning how to embrace right now we're learning how to be more childlike as adults, because we we understand that hat has an impact on the children that we're raising, the younger generations that are looking to, um, for inspiration to us, we're becoming the new types of role models, because maybe we didn't have role models growing up. But I also love that you are very honest about that path of trying new things, and some of them didn't work out. And that's fine, because we proceed forward. That path of Embracing failure and learning from it is something that a lot of successful people, you know, they try to avoid talking about it. But I think that's important. Letting people know that you will fail. That's to be expected. But the more you fail, the closer you are to actually getting it right. Finding your niche.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. And, and like, while are you like saying all of this, I, I think reflecting back a good thing that I did, I had this North Star, which was like, hey, I want this laptop lifestyle. I mm-hmm. want to be my own boss you know so the path there could be like millions of different yeah. paths. paths I could I could I'd take there instead of saying to myself hey I want to build this particular specific business to solve this particular problem which can then fail and they're like uh my dream failed you know mm-hmm. and then you're kind of kind of stuck but by having this flexibility of different paths that take me there was I think very kind of I, I guess it, I guess it was <laughs> smart in a sense because I, I think while I was really reading a lot of books and hearing like on podcasts other people's stories what I understood was that i heard many stories where people built businesses they hated and they kind of build their own prison you know go from let's say nine to five prison to like self-employed prison and that's something i really wanted to avoid because i, I had like good nine to five like no complaints it, it was just like an awesome vehicle to slowly on the side build my own thing but i committed really to build something i will enjoy i don't want to build just another prison for myself and go from one to another so okay i'll i'll, I'll stop there <laughs> <laughs>
1: That is great because you just described, you know, what what is called the manifesting process. You have this visual, you have this vision for the life that you want to live, but you're not strict on how you want to get there. You're allowing the steps to be revealed to you because there might be a way that's more fun, that's easier than what you picture that, you know, there might be just this partnership that happens out of thin air and it allows you to have that lifestyle but you cannot predict that because you're not meant to know everything you're meant to experience it as it comes but knowing what you want also allows you to say no to the things that you don't want and um, the next question i have for you is why is authenticity so difficult i think all creative people have faced this dilemma should i do more of that which is already selling or should i actually pursue that which speaks to me What if people don't resonate with who I am? Have you faced that as part of your self-discovery journey and self-growth journey?
0: Yeah, definitely. This is, I I think it's a, it's a tough one and and it can really be a dream killer for many because let's imagine if we think about like, let's say online business, artsy path, I want to make a living doing what I love. Usually you love something and you look up to some people who are like let's say succeeding let's say somebody you know looks up to maybe to me and some other visual creators who are like have big audiences and they are like living this nice lifestyle it's very likely that they are like oh i really love Gianni's style you know i want to just create something super similar and then they might feel like, oh, I feel a bit like a copycat or whatever, and and then they mm-hmm. try kind of to imitate or whatever. And I and I went through the same thing. One of my first uh, inspirations was uh, Jack Butcher. You know, you might know from the Visualized Value. He has these keys, black and white, super super simple visuals, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I want I want to create something similar. And then you know, you are trying to create something similar, but you feel so inauthentic and like I'm just like trying to copying him. I think first thing is like, it's normal to understand that strong inspiration is part of the journey. Like you shouldn't really stop there. You know, I, I like the, I think David Perel has this nice quote, which is imitate then innovate or something Mm -hmm. like that you know and you start by imitation you know maybe you don't publish anything but you really start to recreate some of Jack Butcher's visuals or you start to recreate something I create but you try to some people don't do it but but it's important to okay I like this I love to create something like this I really enjoyed creating this visual which is super super similar to Yanis or whatever but now how I can how I can add my own values there how I can mix and match it so it does feel like more authentic and over time you will come up with your own thing of course at the beginning there might be this strong inspiration but you can you can put it out you can always like if you feel sleazy of copying somebody mm-hmm. or whatever you know give credit if they complain or whatever apologize remove it you know there's just be decent human online and, and talk to people and it will be very normal like yeah i don't know it was, it was very all over the place but I, I think it's it's very common to feel that sense of oh, I'm, I'm ripping him off or whatever because you're so inspired by those people you kind of look up to and, and the lifestyle you want to live but try to push yourself add your own value think about what's unique about you how can you iterate what you don't like about it how you can how you can just make it different make it more yours change different style i I think one thing which i would recommend let's say if you are into this type of visual creation don't just look on visual creators you know go really outside go to art galleries look at different type of artists go and get inspiration there and then maybe bring that to the to the visual creation you know go watch some comedy stuff and maybe bring that to the visual kind of mix and matching everything but definitely don't let that kind of stop you and keep innovate and iterate and you will get in a better place i definitely was there definitely struggled with that but over time the more you create the more you start to own it and then come up with your your own things but it can be tough i can can definitely if somebody's like oh my god yes this is so hard I, i definitely do agree i think it is hard and i don't think there are many people who come absolutely from like outside world with this absolutely new interesting concept and it's fully theirs and whatever sure there are those people you know but but i think it's more rare than like the regular type of thing
1: Mm, there's a lot of imposter syndrome as well i think some people already know the winning idea they can feel their intuition speak publish this one. This one is, you know, more like you, but because it's not there, it's not the standard on social media. They're like, "Mm, are people going to resonate with it? So they go back into that. Let me follow the footsteps of somebody who's already achieved it, somebody who's gained some recognition. But I think role models are important. They help us connect with that sense of energy of inspiration and impact because an established artist is someone who's already embraced their authenticity. So they're very confident being different and owning it. And I think it's important for us to have different types of role models as well. Maybe in the beginning, we're copying them, but I don't think we're actually copying their style. We're copying their confidence. We're copying their freedom to self-express themselves so well, so well put. And maybe that's the beginning, you know, that these are the, the bridges that we create towards discovering what it is that we want to build. The early steps of our legacy building because our style is going to change as well our brand is going to keep expanding if the first year is like a baby then you start growing that brand and it's going to go through changes but one thing about authenticity that kind of came to mind when i was putting the slides together was that when we look how to be authentic we're really looking how to be ourselves how to give ourselves permission to just be ourselves because the next thing that we discover is that people can be judgmental. And sometimes that is the people closest to us. When we start to embrace more that creative side, when we start to innovate, start launching our businesses, our products, our courses, and people are like, well, why can't you just follow the nine to five? What's wrong with these jobs? Why do you have to be different? It's almost like a bit of resistance from your outside environment because you're outgrowing it. So you have to Face all kinds of questions. Well, what is my purpose of life? Why do I want these things? Why do I want that lifestyle? Why cannot I be happy with the lifestyle that my friends are having? And I think it's a bigger self discovery journey, but it's one where I think some people kind of lose their spark at that point of the journey where they're like, they start taking the steps, but then they're like, I'm just going to follow what everyone else is doing. And I think that's what takes them a little bit longer because they're afraid to fully commit to being themselves did you face that resistance at any point from your outside environment when you were owning that authenticity
0: yeah absolutely what what are you saying resonates a lot and and i would say when i started i didn't have a lot of people around me like haters or like why can't you just be normal or whatever but most people really didn't care most of there was like Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Good luck. Good luck. Giannis, You know mm-hmm. that that type of attitude, and it's very common. It's very normal. It's just I think our our kind of monkey brain takes over. You know, and they feel like, mm-hmm. hey, we we are in our little circle. You know, when you are starting to play against our little rules, and then everybody is just like, oh, why why can't you be normal? You know, let's let's keep our circle safe and uh, <laughs> safe and safe and wonderful as it is. People in, in general, we are we are kind of not prone to change. You know, usually we resist it. It's it's not our <laughs> default uh, way of operating. But few things I could say here that I can like recall from my own journey. As most people didn't care. And of course, I wasn't in like, I'm not that crazy. I was like, okay, you are not supporting my dream. Like get out of my life. You know, hey, you support me, you know, come in. It's family and friends and you love them. Uh, and you don't really like <laughs> pick them. But what I did was I was kind of ignoring that noise and I was not looking for like validation or anything kind of outside of course sometimes I was and I and I got maybe not the the best responses or whatever but I was I don't I don't know I I guess I was naive enough I was like okay whatever you don't know anything Mm -hmm. you know I'll just I'll just continue to do my thing anyhow. But what I did was I was I was really obsessed with audiobooks and podcasts and interviews. And those were kind of my indirect mentors, you know, for like three years, I think I stopped listening to music and like on my commutes to work or doing dishes or whatever at home. I just really listened to stories. And that was extremely helpful to kind of keep me going and giving me that motivation to keep going. And and yeah, it was like a all those audiobooks and podcasts was, were were like my, you know, I don't know, Tim Ferriss or who have this quote, you know, you're the average of five people you most surround yourself with. And I surrounded myself so much with that input from those audiobooks and podcasts that it kind of, I think, affected me in some sense. And that was where I kind of looked for like the validation kind of to keep going. And of course, over time changes, you know, the, the the more success you get, the the more support you get from the outside world. And now people are like, hey, you, you what, what do you do for a living? Do you sketch these things and go around and... Then? <laughs> <laughs> and do this random thing and, and and of course then some questions come and you get more support from people around you as well because they start to understand okay maybe maybe it is actually a thing or whatever if you don't have like a supportive supportive environment you can really get these indirect mentors from from podcasts and audiobooks and i, I think they do help
1: yeah what's the go-to podcast that you would recommend for somebody who's on this path? what's the one the first one they need to start with
0: they really have changed over time, you know. I've, of course, like a good classic is like the Tim Ferriss show. But usually, I check like the interviews. Hey, I'm interested in this person, and I listen to that interview. So it's more like that relationship with that podcast. But maybe at the beginning, I listen to it more. I really recently I have discovered as I'm kind of creating my own book. I really enjoyed David Perell's uh, "How I Write," where basically he okay. interviews famous authors and, and people and, and mostly the, the whole conversation is tailored to like writing process and, and, and stuff, which is very interesting, interesting to see. I don't know if you're big in creator economy. Jay Klaus has this, uh, I think he changed his name, but it was Creative Elements, I think. That's a good one. There's a bunch of it. But usually when people ask me for like podcast advice or, or book advice, I usually give different answers to different people because it depends on where they are in life or what problems they try to solve. So that's very contextual. But those are my picks. I like My First Million as well. That's most like a business podcast, mm-hmm. but there's yeah. like two friends just talking and chatting business and it's like a fun conversation and sometimes you get some interesting just random ideas there uh, that's good one as well
1: what's one book you would recommend when it comes to authenticity
0: hmm authenticity nobody have asked me really and I haven't haven't thought about it the first thing that came to mind I know I listened to this book and I really loved it I don't I, I recall maybe some few things from it but it was from uh, Elizabeth Gilbert the big magic I think that's mm-hmm. really awesome yeah. I think Austin Kleon is really good with his like trilogy of still like an artist and show your work yeah. and keep going. Those are great. Really enjoy work by Derek Sivers. Uh, I think the one one the book that I have recommended the most is Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. It's just short little stories and it's extremely short. You can like read it in one and a half hours. That's a good one. I think like the the classic, uh, it's super outdated in some sense, but the 4-Hour Workweek was the book that kind of put me on the path and made me realize that, holy ash, like, Giannis, you don't <laughs> know anything. There is so There's much to learn. <laughs> yeah, 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 it really sent me on a new dimension I've, I didn't know existed, and, and kind of knocked out my mid-20-year-old confidence that I know stuff and I understand <laughs> life. <laughs> so, so that was a good one as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, part of the ego has to be destroyed so that you can expand your consciousness and see the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, Absolutely.
1: I, I love that, you know, the four day week also talks about having more freedom to explore that creativity, because when we overtask ourselves, we restrict that creativity, we-, we have so much to think about, there's not enough breathing room for those ideas to bloom and blossom and for us to pick them up and kind of see well, what can I create with this one that kind of ties in the more you free space to be creative the better the bigger your ideas are going to be it kind of makes sense but you know not in a logical way in a creative way which is not how society is kind of structured but what makes a project worth exploring i think that's one of the biggest questions especially for all the content creators we know there is a big boom right now a lot of people are transitioning to being full-time freelance artists, writers, and especially like social media content creators, because they can connect with leads and clients and partners in seconds, which is, you know, a new way of connecting with people and creating communities. What are the signs that you've discovered within your own creative journey so far that, you know, makes you believe, yeah, this is worth exploring? Or do we assign the meaning as we go along? Can we believe I'm going to fight for this because I believe in it?
0: Yeah, this is a good question and I think yeah, context really matters. I think the first thing that comes to mind, you really need to understand your values and your goals, you know, because maybe, maybe you're like Elon Musk who wants to take us to Mars and like you are pursuing that goal regardless of the struggles and resistance and just crying in bed and struggling with everything, you know, and everything's super hard, but you are so tied to that goal that you will pursue it regardless you know Mm -hmm. like a crazy person maybe you're that one you know i'm not that person (laughs) like my goals were like hey i want this awesome whatever whatever freedom type of lifestyle where i control my own schedule do my own things and 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 live pretty much how i want at the same time doing something i love because most of us know that sitting at the beach and sipping pina coladas will will maybe make you happy for a few days but it will fade and you want to do something like we are we are humans we need to do something so i want to do something i will love you know i want this i want this freedom i don't want to like employees i don't want that type of stuff at least at least now that's that's still still like that it always feels good to create something, you know, where like ad- other people value this, etc. And, and that's like, it kind of goes together with like, if other people will value, there's probably a chance to mon- monetize. My, I guess my, my, my basic philosophy or thinking was like, hey, if I can authentically build an audience, like sharing content and not doing like sleazy tactics, you know, or weird things that some people do, if I can authentically through my content and like being just a normal human online, build an audience there probably will be ways how to monetize that audience which ended up true it's important to understand those values you know maybe you are super passionate or obsessed about i think some sort of artsy type of thing you are doing but there's not really this market fit i don't know what to say to you you know maybe the life you want and the life you want to live is try to make it so there is some sort of market fit and you, your thing can't thrive. But it could be the case that maybe you can't and maybe you need to work, you know, weird side jobs or do things on the side to pursue this thing. I think that could be the case. And if that's your case, uh, I don't know, you know, you, you just need to understand it. But at least for me, as I had these two goals, you know, the freedom, do what you love. I always try to get the overlap mm-hmm. of, of like, hey, this is what I like. And there is some market fit as well. So those four years when I tried like YouTube and various different other things, I was looking at other aspects of like my values and strengths and weaknesses. For example, when I pursued YouTube, like big inspiration for me was Matt D'Avelle. I don't know if you know him, but he makes these very polished, interesting videos. It's super high quality. Like he's a filmmaker and always adds jokes and funny stuff, a very high production. I was like super inspired by him. And like I did like five videos and I like bought expensive gear, which was like a mistake, but some of us do make it we think the gear will will take us today (laughs) to where we want to be but what i learned from that i did enjoy like the video creation process but it felt like I'm doing this nine to five, you know, my kids were about to, about to get born and stuff like this. D- didn't felt sustainable. I didn't love it that much to kind of pursue it. Maybe later in life, there will be a place for that, but it wasn't then. And I kind of kept exploring, you know, and one of the reasons why I ended up with visuals was, as I, as I said previously, like I consider myself like a bit lazy. I'm like always trying to find like <laughs> the easy route to things. And when I was young, I didn't really ever develop like a reading habit. Most of the books I have consumed is through audio. And, um, And what drawn me to the visuals was the simplicity of consumption. So I can like deliver these ideas in this extremely simple way. And the creation process is kind of similar as well. Of course, like the few first drawings will be maybe tough for you to go on Figma and and figure it out. But trust me, like after you, you can watch like five YouTube videos, get the basics of Figma done or whatever is your tool of choice, you know, get going. And it will come easier, especially if you adapt some sort of minimalistic style like I do, or for example, Jack Butcher the majority of work now when I create those visuals is the brainstorming. It's something that most of us love, you know, even in like the corporate world, everybody loves to go to the whiteboard and sketch out ideas and we could do this and that. And that's kind of the biggest part of my work when I create visuals. Going to the computer and quickly design the thing is is actually super fast and easy. And back then, when I was trying to figure out my own thing, there was this overlap of like, hey, there are these values, like I value this, I value that, this does feel sustainable because I can go about my day, coming up with these concepts, you know, sketch, things out then go at home you know take 20 minutes and 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 draw it so yeah there was a lot of these like values and my strengths and weaknesses and i guess uh life situation as well then was just a point where i kind of committed and i started to post daily and i started to saw this market fit as well hey first time like people start to appreciate this stuff i see some some growth you know let's let's go
1: yeah well. i mean follow the meaning that's probably the main thing if it if it's meaningful to you, then there's something there for you to explore, for you to bring into the world. We usually have our dreams and our goals for a reason, even if they confuse us at times, there's something that keeps pushing us in a specific direction, because there's something that we need to explore and bring into the world. And you keep saying, oh, I'm a little bit lazy, and I I like to, you know, take the shortcuts and make life easier. But what's wrong with that? You know, we've been conditioned to believe in hustle culture and working 24-7, I think we're all kind of realizing that there is an easier path and we're trying to create the kind of content that allows us to have that lifestyle because we've realized the other lifestyle doesn't work for us. So we're thinking from the perspective of what if we were the consumer, how do we want to consume it? So you're able to position yourself both as the creator and the consumer to realize what is it that I actually want to create that. What is it that I actually want to consume? So I think that's a great way for you to prioritize the needs of your audience while pursuing that entrepreneurial path. And one of your visuals strikes gold, expectations versus reality and why most people give up. It's a long journey. You're playing the long game. You know, when you're trying to change your lifestyle from a nine to five to that, let me get my laptop and travel the whole world, that's going to take a little bit of a transition transitional period for you to actually achieve it. And usually most people give up right before they have that breakthrough, right before they can afford that lifestyle. And it's a test to their commitment, I suppose. And, you know, some people never achieve their potential because they give up too early. And some people don't stop. As you mentioned, Elon Musk, he's not going to stop. He's declared it to the world mars is the mission and i think that's what happens with the most successful people they just declare it to the world this is my mission i'm not going to stop until i achieve it and that's usually when people start to take them seriously because otherwise it's like well you're just another person with dreams so many of us have dreams but once you actually achieve those dreams people see you as that role model that person that can actually get the job done and your consistency Your journey towards shipping that work, but also aligning with that lifestyle speaks of that consistency works, you know, it might take a little bit longer, but if you believe in it, I think maybe there isn't a short answer, like you mentioned, maybe everyone's journey is a little bit different. But usually when we have these creative careers, we're playing the long game, we're not playing the short game.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I guess, you know, it was harder like 20 years ago, but now with the internet, the career opportunities have expanded tremendously. And I think there is a decent chance to figure out a way how to make a living doing what you love, at least, you know, 70% of the time. And I think doing what you love really helps when you look at the graph, at the bottom graph, it really does help to go through like, my audience is not growing, I have zero revenue, but I'm still keep going because at least I love it. because it will if you will not love it, if it will not be like a big, strong, like drive from from some sort of inner you, then uh it will be rather easy to quit.
1: Yeah. And that takes us to our personal branding and discovering our inner artist. You know, there's a lot of trend predictions that this is where we're going in the next five to 10 years. Everyone creating their own brand. We've had our branding anyway for many years since Facebook launched, Instagram launched. We've all had brands. We just didn't... Think of our presence online as you know our personal brand. But I think going forward, when people are applying for jobs, their online presence is gonna speak of their it's like a second CV almost. So that branding is gonna demonstrate their authenticity, their ability to maybe do teamwork and collaborate, are they adventurous and so on and so on and so on. How would you recommend to people to start approaching, you know, their social media presence and uh, their careers like that? Maybe they don't they don't have to innovate or you know start the next big Apple product, but their online presence can allow them to unlock more of their inner child, more of that fun aspect, more of their personality. and you never know how somebody is going to notice them, like you mentioned that you almost teamed up with the developer and launched this big project. You never know how your online presence is going to link two opportunities that align you with the next big project that you never saw.
0: Yeah this is a interesting interesting topic. I think I see the trend going like kind of the other direction, but I know a lot of people are held back of using social media more than, you know, hey this is what I ate for lunch because Of the fear of their employer You know, hey, I don't want my employer To see that I'm trying to build a brand here Or I'm doing like whatever You know, if you're a developer That I'm doing these random little apps on the side I don't want my employer to see that And and there's like I, I feel there is a bit of a switch That a lot of companies start to understand Instead of trying to restrict it And keep them to themselves You know, that the employees Let's let them embrace this thing And then we can also like Tap into their audience or whatever Um, I don't know like I I don't know much about it but at least that's how I feel the trend and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people are a bit held back but in general I think most people just absolutely don't care and I think you're absolutely right that a lot of people are looking to kind of build their personal brands and it's becoming more and more and more and more important like your blank whatever CV is not that powerful anymore like people really do check out your social media they maybe check out uh, if you're a developer hey what have you built where's your proof and they see okay like I, I look at your GitHub or whatever, where I guess you can see how developers push push things out. Okay, you you actually do things and I can check out your code. That's a lot more easier sell to an employer than than just saying that, hey, I'm awesome and I can do all these different things. So yeah, building a personal brand, I think it's super important. I think you are putting yourself in a big advantage over others if you if you pursue it. And you know, it doesn't need to be this extremely overwhelming big thing that you need massive commitment now maybe just start by reading stuff that you're interested in and go to your favorite social media let's say you know linkedin and uh, every every other week or every month say like hey i I read these books i learned these things here's my takeaways you know and then or whatever is your thing you know do your art and post it on socials if you are super have extreme doubt about putting your face out there you know start with a anonymous account or Instagram I think there are certain benefits of going with your face and your real name when you go about your personal brand but I think there's place and a lot of people have proved it that you can build stuff uh, with like these branded accounts as well there's many I guess insecurities and reasons why people don't do it but I think there's also many reasons why people should do it and there are many ways how you can override those like insecurities and still pursue in this direction with some sort of uh, with some sort of way. Um, that's, I guess, my take on this. But it's a really cool discussion. It's a very interesting topic. I hope more people talk about this and give interesting insights on it.
1: I love that you brought the employers into the conversation, because that is not something that I've considered. I've always thought about it from the perspective of somebody looking to expand their career and kind of fill the roles that are already available versus the employer. But what if because it usually change starts from the top unless people start, you know, to kind of revolt against the current system. But what if the employers in the next five, ten years view their team as an extension of their brand? So they're the ambassadors that are going and volunteering. Therefore, the whole brand supports volunteering. What if the team members are those that go and teach at schools? Therefore, the whole brand is somebody that wants to invest in education. So we're connecting the workforce to global positive change in a different way, where you're not just tied to one brand, one office in the middle of you know the UK or or Spain or just one country, but you're connecting in a global network where you're part of that brand. But you're also that human that is authentic, that wants to bring positive change. And your social media is the perfect place to generate these connections that bring business opportunities to the employer. It's a a mindset shift because it removes some of that control that employers have gotten used to having over their employees. But we're all humans and we're here to innovate side by side. So there's definitely a growth opportunity if you think about it like that
0: yeah i I think you're right on i think a lot of companies who play the cards right here can really have an advantage over the next next years to come I, i think you're really on point with this
1: tying it back to one of your visuals when we think about social media as you know or branding as something that is very difficult and burdensome and long Think about it as a project that allows you to just be creative and show up every single day and allow the inspiration to guide you. You don't need to have your 12-month plan. That usually doesn't work. I've done a lot of content creation in the past year, a few years. And even if you have a plan for the next 12 months, it's never going to happen according to that plan. Inspiration is going to happen. Deadlines are going to happen. You're going to meet new people. They're going to take you to places. You're going to discover parts about yourself. So it really is. You wake up every single day and you set the intention. I'm going to start. I'm going to start fresh. I'm going to have that beginner's mindset, which is once again something that we're relearning, how to be beginners in life regardless of our age because that's the way first of all to stay young, to bring that childlike wonder, but also to discover what else is there in the world because if we go into the world every single day with the preconceived notion of these are my friends, this is my family, this is my team, the rest I don't care about them. We're missing on opportunities for collaboration, for growth, for just expanding our inner world. So it's definitely this, this is a powerful visual that all of that research that we've done in, in the past, all the tools that we have available and that we haven't purchased yet, they matter. But what really matters the most is you starting because you don't know where that's going to take you. You're genuinely starting a new hero's journey every single day. If you think about it, that adventurous spirit. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think you're right on. You're right on.
1: Well, that takes us to the final point of our conversation, which is lessons of creativity. How do we actually teach creativity? And the first three aspects, school, university, and work, they probably won't change that much in the next 10 years. And this visual that you've created, how much value your idea has, is probably still going to be the same. Just because you are the smartest in your school doesn't mean that it brings any more value because if you are a high performer, if you're a very creative person, that means you're going to outgrow your environment really fast. So the idea is that you have might not have the value that you want them to have in your environment. So you need to expand. You need to look in different rooms, in different countries, in different networks. So your advice on listening to podcasts and connecting with those people that have traveled, that have succeeded more than you, that's a very good affirmation that you're on the right track. You just haven't found that room yet that can appreciate your ideas. Just because people cannot really Appreciate your ideas right now doesn't mean that they're not good ideas, you know, that you shouldn't pursue them. Do you see any changes being made when it comes to creativity in school, university or work? Because they're the more restricted spaces, I would say.
0: Last year, I worked uh, heavily with Anna Lorena Fabrega, who wrote the book, The Learning Game. And I was uh, lucky enough to make an illustrations for that book. So and then she makes a lot of a lot of good arguments about what's what's wrong kind of with the current education system uh, where we where we have like went wrong or or have stagnated for too long and and kind of showing some sort of problems how how we can fix it, not necessarily fix it, but at least how parents can uh, contribute to it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, so we do it in a bit healthier way, but I, yeah, I, I think the education system definitely needs some sort of change because, like, for for one thing, like if I look back at my years in school, so much of it was frustration, boredom, and it wasn't like I was I was stupid or or whatever the problem kid. You know, a lot of those things were absolutely not interesting for me, and I think it's the case for many kids. I absolutely think that there is, you know, some base that we need to put to you. Like, you need to know how to talk, you know, how to write these these basic skills. But a lot of it in, in school and in university, okay, like, I will not talk about university. That's a bit a bit specific. You kind of choose a bit your your, your direction there. But, but like in school, there's still uh, some topics where you go super deep. And some people, like, absolutely don't need that. Instead mm-hmm. of doing that, they can they would be like thriving and energized and happy if they would pursue this, whatever, interesting thing. So it's like, almost like, I guess we need, we need more options, you know, so you can really opt in because if you look at the hours that kids spend in school and then how much of those hours are Okay, doing things that maybe are hard and it's not super interesting, but those are fundamental building blocks to be a decent, you know, human, you know, okay, that's that's fine. But how much of those hours are probably absolute like waste of their potential and just kind of killing that potential with that other type of stuff. So if we have more options, so kids can just really thrive and be creative in, in directions where they where they want or where are their strengths or whatever is the case that's the way to go I don't know how to get there but, and I'm absolutely no expert to talk into it but that's kind of my experience and, my, um, and my, my my thoughts on it and it's good that we have this you know alternative you know you can go online you can go to YouTube and learn pretty much freaking everything uh, so I guess it's good at least to teach kids and young people that hey if you want to pursue this thing you know you can go and learn here and do this and do that don't just wait until you your teacher will give you the assignment so kind of not killing the curiosity and the spark in kids is super important because they have a lot of energy they can figure stuff out
1: yeah they have a lot of ideas as well i often joke about it um it's it's like a spiritual boot camp and if it doesn't kill your creativity congratulations you're now proceeding you know your adult years still having that cre- creative spark and you know Using it in the workplace. But often in life, our creativity is being suppressed because we're just doing a lot of things that are taken away from our time, our potential, and our energy, like you said. And it's a missed opportunity because children are the future, essentially. And we need to allow the children to express more of their authenticity and their ideas. And the current educational system is trying to fill their Minds with information instead of seeing what information wants to come out of those minds, just because they're kids doesn't mean that they don't make their own observations and they don't learn from different mediums as well. and I've seen that with my sister. She's always on her phone, but she always learns she's not just wasting time playing games. she's learning through that playfulness, through that creative process. So I think children can teach us, and one day we might be in a type of we might see the type of education where teachers are teaching children and children are teaching teachers. In the meantime, we've got mentors that can <laughs> empower us or disempower us. And I've included Michael Scott here, who's probably the biggest branded figure when it comes to the workplace from sitcoms. His brand is all about him being the world's best boss. And if you watch watched the show, you probably have watched it. He's one of the worst bosses you can ever have. But ironically, he's the best at being himself. And I think this is where we're trying to, you know, normalize being ourselves. Yes. He made mistakes. A lot of them, he was imperfect, but ultimately he wanted to be himself and he wanted to contribute and, Once again, ironically, that is the secret to finding your niche in the world, what the market wants and what you're intrinsically motivated to do. Because if you follow his journey in the show, he had ideas that brought money, that brought opportunities. He just wanted to be himself. So in a way, he was also a product of his environment. He wasn't truly allowed to be himself because trauma and conditioning and so on and so on. But I think our mentors can empower us or or disempower us. And sometimes even the difficult mentors that we have in life they still are a mirror to us what we don't want to be (laughs) but essentially authenticity and creativity that's going to change a little bit the more we brand ourselves we might see our bosses and managers portraying a different version on social media than they are in in real life and you know it's going to raise all kinds of conversations going forward in the workplace so you know just mentors i don't think it's enough so I think what you've created is actually very powerful. It's mentorship through course, through giving people that community where they can learn together, but also do some of that inner work in their own space where they can come back and share what they've done. And I think this is the biggest opportunity where we empower the entrepreneurs of the future, the artists of the future, where those that have already created the platform begin to on board the next wave of artists so tell us a little bit more about your course and how you came up with it and what's your vision for it you being the mentor that is empowering people to believe in themselves
0: I think like this this online education in general is so interesting and compelling if we go back to like the university there's like a bunch of these kids and then there's one specific narrative one coach or whatever and now we have these online courses there's probably hundreds of thousands of like visual teachers and you can like specifically hey i really like like Janis for this particular reason i want to learn his thing or or, or that thing and, and now you have the opportunity or pick anyone else like whom you vibe with i think it's so cool because it has this extreme specificity that like school and university doesn't have. There's not much to it. You know, I created my visuals. This is like, if you, if you read some like marketing books or whatever, when you should launch a product, I wasn't in the best situation ever because just some people reached out to me, hey, Yanis, I love what you do. I love what you create. I want to learn it. Can you teach me? Do you have a course? Do you whatever? When I got a like, couple of those DMs and, and comments, I was like, okay, I, I guess it's a sign. I can. I have learned some things. I have my way of working, my process. I can definitely pack it up and create it as a course. One thing which I'm a bit like proud of that I did is I've taken some courses myself and I know how hard it is in a sense, you know, when you just throw some videos to person, hey, go, here's everything I know, go learn it. Sure, everything is there, but that tailored approach, tailored feedback is super, I guess, important. And that's one thing which I did, like, if you come to my course, read the material, understand how, how I do these things, how I come come up with these concepts. And then I every week, every, every month, you know, depends how much people submit. But I do these feedback sessions where you kind of share your visuals, share your concepts, and I'll just do Loom sessions and I'll say, okay, I think this is good. Maybe this is bad for that and that reason. You know, we always talk about, okay, we must understand your values. Are you like trying to be more artsy or you are trying to be clear? You know, if you're trying to be clear, then this and that is a bit off because of these and that reasons. So, yeah, it's it's just a nice place if people want to learn it uh, I have it and then they can join and I, and I can share my process and stuff but I don't know in terms of for the vision of the future I, I don't have much to it it's just an opportunity for people who want to learn what I do It's the place where you can learn that. But as for me and my future, I I don't have that much interest into creating a lot more courses and this type of content. I'm really into in general just exploring my curiosity and, and I wanna create books, uh like more like coffee table books, you know, with a lot of illustrations. Because as I said, like I mostly listen to books because I'm like a lazy reader. So if you give me a big bunch of bunch of text, I'm I get a bit overwhelmed. So I wanna kinda start to create more these easy to digest books, you know, I think Austin Kleon is a good example, it was like a very easy to digest. I don't know if you have read it, but still like an artist by Austin Kleon. It was like a nice, easy read for somebody who gets overwhelmed by a bunch of text. <laughs> that was, that was a nice book. And and I aspire to create a, yeah, more like visual and that type of books in, in future. But if you want to learn visuals, that's that's the place uh, I share all my secrets and give feedback and stuff. And yeah,
1: awesome. Would you ever consider going to teach at universities and colleges or schools, would you ever consider going and giving talks around creativity and showing people a different way to approach creativity based on your experience?
0: I definitely would be interested like it depends you know how much it affects the lifestyle you know if I need to like fly here and there and then and, and constantly be disrupted I, I guess that would be like a one one of the signs which would be like a no to it but thus far like the workshops I've done I've done several workshops online sharing to start to people recently which was like very nice I get a lot of energy out of it by sharing this stuff so I'm definitely up to some opportunities and yeah it's very it's nice it's interesting I, I do enjoy like sharing, sharing people, the, <laughs> the stuff I've learned.
1: Sharing the wisdom. Stuff. Yeah, I love that. So this brings us to the end of this conversation. And for anyone that's watching this or listening, you know, we're not doing a traditional natal word chart with this conversation because this is a good teaching moment for people that the biggest gift that we have on earth is our free will. And we get to decide how we want to spend our time, what kind of information we want to put into our minds, what kind of habits we want to bring into our daily routine. And... We tend to forget that we have so much control over our lifestyle. When we start to live more creatively, we open up this portal to new opportunities. And we've talked about meaning in this conversation a lot and following that, which brings us meaning, following that, which excites us to be alive. You can find a lot of information around your natal birth chart, your sign, astrology, spirituality, and so on. But ultimately, it's your actions. You're not born into your purpose. You step into your purpose and you get to Create the life of your dreams, your dream lifestyle, by aligning every single day through your actions. So your purpose, really, you're the captain of your dreams. I'm reading Think and Grow Rich, so (laughs) you're the captain of your boat. One last question I would have for you is, what would you recommend to someone who's a little bit confused on their journey, but they're feeling the call to be more creative, they're feeling the call to dig deeper into their inner quest of finding more meaning and discovering their purpose?
0: there is one quote it's, it's it's one of my favorite quotes and i've used it a lot in my journey and it's by just like a life coach called brendan Burchard, and it's along the lines of i believe in my abilities to figure things out and what i love about that quote is that you're not kind of lying to yourself you know because you might you might be dead poor at the moment and you're just stare at the mirror i'm rich i'm rich i'm rich but deep down you feel like i'm, I'm freaking mm-hmm. poor and and it's kind of you know mixed messaging but when you say to yourself like i believe in my abilities to figure things out it's just like look at your past you know maybe you didn't know how to drive a car and you thought oh my god i will never learn this or whatever but you did you know i uh, i thought i will never learn this and that but you did there is so much proof in your past that you can just take to whatever is your next thing and just use that kind of confidence and really believe that you can figure things out. Sure, everything is super overwhelming and crazy, but you know, move the ball forward every single day. You know, if you don't feel like creating, you know, maybe learn a bit, listen to a podcast for fifteen minutes, feel inspired, you know, go create the next day, etc. And just move that ball forward every single day. And I think good good things can happen and believe in your abilities to figure things out. I love
1: out. it. And as you mentioned it, you already have the potential within you. Just because it hasn't materialized into a product, into a business, into a service, doesn't mean that your potential is lost. It's still in there. You just have to keep channeling it every single day. And some of the attempts might not be as successful as others, but you're making a step forward in the right direction because you believe in your ability to create that life for yourself. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights, Yanis. I really appreciate the creativity and the messages that you're putting into the world because you're changing the tone of our social media consumption. You've already changed my perspective and my feed has become more colorful and more meaningful because I get to see a post every single day from you. So your hard work and your consistency is absolutely paying off. And I know many people are grateful to have you as a a new type of role model. And I think that's where we're going forward. We're going to be changing our role models based on the value that they bring into our self-empowerment journey, not just people that we you know, like for the sake of liking them, but because we truly respect what they're doing for the next generations.